welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. We do seem to keep on doing this every week, don't we, my wonderful friends? Sometimes it amazes me to stop and think and realize that it's coming up on 10 years now, this coming June, since we started this experiment in learning and growing together. Or maybe it's only nine years. I don't know. I lose track after a while. I'm sure I've told you before where the title to this podcast came from, but for those who never have heard this story, back at the end of May of 2013, I guess it is only nine years, I got a call out of the blue from a podcast company offering me a position as a podcast host because of my book, The Fun of Dying. I had almost never even heard of podcasting, who hears of podcasting, but I thought, you know, what the heck? As we were getting ready to do our first podcast, and in those very early days, they were primarily recorded as a live radio show, I was asked what I wanted to call it. Of course, everyone, and that included me, thought we had to call it something related to the afterlife. But my primary spirit guide, and then I had no idea, you know, anything about my guide. I, I knew we had them, but I'd never really met him. He piped up, and I heard myself say, Seek reality. And I, then I thought, where, where did that come from? Everyone was flustered to hear it. I was pl- most flustered of all, I guess. But that's what we called it. And now today, of course, we're recording our 452nd episode of the Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes podcast. And as we speak, work is rapidly progressing now on Seek Reality Online, which will be led by our wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, and it will be the definitive source of death and the afterlife education worldwide. Last week, we spoke with Sandra Champlain about her work with Sonia Rinaldi, and this week, here with us for the third time, is the other truly great researcher in the field of electronic voice phenomena, or EVP, and instrumental transcommunication, or ITC, in the entire world. Annabella Cardoso was one of the first female Portuguese international diplomats. I mean, we're talking a serious person here. She had an illustrious career going and then her pioneering work with ITC first came to light and she more or less had to choose. I admire Annabella so much for following her heart. She has had an amazing and much admired career in ITC research and she's written several excellent books both in both individually and with other pioneers in this field. She also runs at the ITC journal and she's a truly Beautiful, beautiful human being. My dear Annabella, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back again with us for the third time. Yes, thank you, Roberta. And let me say that the the title of your program is very, I like it. It's very nice. (laughs) Seek reality is beautiful. It's short, conveys the message. Yeah. It's a very good choice. If it was your guide or not, that we don't know. Perhaps it was, as you say. It, it, it wasn't my idea, my dear. Not at all. 
It is excellent. Very good. Very good title. Indeed, you know. It's nice to have a guy who's smarter than you are. I've learned that repeatedly (laughs) over the last 10 years, let me say. But I'm so happy to have you here because thank you. I, I think of you as kind of the world's expert on ITC. You, 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 you think you actually your head is so so level headed. You you think about these things in a way that isn't based in you. It's based in truth, and that's what I love about the work that you do. I mean, you were a really big big shot in the world of diplomacy and you realized that that wasn't important what was important was talking about people not in bodies and and talking with them and and developing the truth for the world long term and and broadly and you know bless you my dear for seeing clearly how important this work is thank you roberta you know because i was never a person of the paranormal, let's let's call it this way, when these extraordinary messages, the direct radio voices, happened to me, it was a very extraordinary um, happening in my life, something I never uh, expected, and I didn't even believe uh, could be true, exactly because I had no contact with the so-called paranormal. And as my predecessor, the great pioneer of this discipline, Friedrich Jurgensen, that I was telling you before the before we were directly online, he said this is the most important thing in the history of mankind. Yeah. This, this uh, um, possibility of being able to communicate directly through some electronic media with what everything makes us believe are beings in another dimension. So what else is more important than this, he asked Friedrich Jorgensen. Tell us about him. Tell us about him. Most people have never heard of him. Tell us. But he's he's perhaps the most important of 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 everybody really in 19 <laughs> yeah indeed you know in 1959 he was a, a, a very famous opera singer and painter he was a man who being a, an atheist an atheist he was a private visit to the pope two popes pope pius the 12th and then pope Paul VI. So, and he was an atheist. He never believed in God and these things of religion. But his intelligence, his, his sensitivity were so, so big, so great, that the popes were fascinated and they used to invite him for, to talk with them. He painted several portraits of these two popes of his time. And then one day, when he was exactly recording for a, he was also a movie, a movie director, recording um, a bird singing, night, uh, night birds singing for a documentary on the life of, of birds, that he was also a movie director, as I just said, that he wanted to, to make some, some extraneous 
voices appeared into this recording. This was this was 12th of June, 1959. And um, among these um, like strange voices that spoke, addressed him, there was a voice that he recognized as his mother's. Oh, long deceased. And from that day on, until the end of his life, which happened in 1987, he never stopped. He never stopped. He, I was reading because I have this work that I was telling you of my Swedish friend, a journalist who, who was very close to Friedrich Jurgensen, but who suddenly died but just a few months ago. And I was stuck with this book in my hands, <laughs> which I will try, which I will try to the best of my strength to publish because it has incredible, de incredible details of this, of this fascinating life of Friedrich, um, Friedrich Jurgensen. So I was reading, because I'm, I'm dealing with the book, I'm translating it from the Swedish. I have finished now, but I have to put it together and structure it and, and all that yet that one of the international press conferences, this is to give you an idea of the dimension of, the, of, of his work. In 1963, if I am not, uh, if I, not 63, 64, he, he had two in his house, a, a house in the country that I have visited in Sweden, he, he, he convoked, he called upon an international um, press conference, and, and there were people there from all these important uh, media of the world, like uh, CNN, like, um, if you remember, there was a magazine when I was a youngster called Life, wasn't it, Roberta, America? Yes, absolutely, Life, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Life, the BBC, the, all this from all over the world came to Nisund, which is the name of the place, where he also where he received his first uh, voices, recordings, to listen to him. And it, his message was that I have recorded the voices after that. And of course, nobody believed this. We are in 1959. That's when it happened for the first time, with the exception of some uh, sporadic recordings of that um, American man who was a, a medium, Fonsley, Attila Fonsley, but who never publicized them, and they were just little words in the, in, in the middle of his sessions, of his mediumistic uh, sessions, also with Raymond Bayless, but Jurgensen, no, it was big, Friedrich Jurgensen. And he, he was able, exactly because of his um, intellectual capacity, artistic value, uh, to, to spread it all over the world. So this media, international media, top media of the time, came to that little village, he had, he had, he had, I was there, a beautiful estate there. 
And, and they were, I mean, they were, they opened their mouths and said, speak with the dead through a, 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 a recorder. Oh, that's not possible. But yes, it was possible. <laughs> it's and not possible, they, except that it's you, true. You, you that's know, the that, yes. that's, that cannot be. But then he made experiments with them also during uh, both international press conferences. And there were results. And, from, and, and then, the well, of course, the story continues. Yes. And the popes, and one of the popes, I think it was Pope Paul VI, uh-huh. who told him, who told him, whom I met, well, I met from the distance, but when I was very young, I was a, a travel guide, met him in Castel Gandolfo, which is the summer residence of the popes, And um, the Pope told him, yes, we already know about this possibility. Because there was, um, there was, a, how do you call them? A monk, not a monk, yes, a monk, but also uh, a scientist, Father Gemelli, uh, a very famous medical scientist. As you re- perhaps remember, the last Pope, Before this one uh, was J- uh, John Paul II, wasn't he? He was in he was last days of his life in this Gemelli clinic, and this Agostino Gemelli clinic in Rome is because of this scientist's name, the one who the Pope told Jurgensen, "We already already know because one of ours." Un- unadvertently recorded voices from another dimension. And it was true because, uh, of course, it was true. Otherwise, the Pope would not, would not tell him. But uh, Father Agustino Gemelli, when he was working with uh, in the laboratory of, uh, of physics of the University of Milano, of Milan, He, by chance also, he was working with Father um, Pellegrino Ernetti, um, cleaning of the harmonics um, Gregorian chants. And in in this process, a a voice came into into this Gregorian chant, and they they were stunned, both of them, Gemelli and Ernetti, because it was... Gemelli's uh, deceased father's voice. And they said, but, but, but this is the voice of my father. So they oh thought, something, we, we are getting here some hallucin- hallucinogenic stuff here or whatever. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is an incredible story. And they again started the, the work with the Gregorian chants. And Father Gemelli, this Dr. Gemelli, said, I heard a voice. It sounded like my father's voice. And again, in the next recording, a male voice, a male voice sorry, replied, of course it's I. Don't you, don't you recognize <laughs> me? And, uh, and then, of course, they were very, very preoccupied worried even because this they said what what will the church think of this thing 
because of course the bad, the bad reputation of spiritism as it is in Europe or called in Europe uh, spiritualism and, and all these things that the, the church, the Catholic church refused, not any longer, I, I would say, no, not any longer, but they said we better tell the Pope. So they requested an audience with the Pope at the time before. This was this was September 1952. The Pope was Pope Pius XII, who received them and they told told the Pope the story. And this is a famous situation. The Pope said, Don't, don't be afraid dear priests, because a tape recorder is an objective machine. It cannot be influenced by, by, by anything. It, it, it works depending on the acoustic waves that are present. So this is nothing wrong with this. It even confirms our teachings that life does not finish with death. Oh, and so, was, you know, wow. Father Agostino Gimelli, famous scientist, um, the, the University of Rome, there is a chair with his name, and Father Pellegrino Ernetti. And, uh, and it's, it, it remained here like this. They did not continue. We don't know if they continued or not, but they were uh, high-ranking priests, so... They never publicized these, oh. and you know, because they were Catholic priests. But the Pope told them, don't be afraid. It even confirms our teachings that death is not the end of life, it continues post mortem. And then the, the next Pope, who was also acquainted with Friedrich Jurgensen, told him for the first time, well, we already know of this possibility, and told him the story. Because this happened without two of ours, Father Gimelli and Ernati. We know that uh, this, can, this can be true. This, this is true. And so from, from then on, um, Jurgensen was a very frequent visitor, guest uh, to the to the Pope, he was decorate, decorated um, with a very high ordered decoration of the Vatican. He was invited to make uh, two or three movies, one about um, St. Saint, Saint Peter, I think. He excavated the ruins of Pompeii with the permission of the Pope, and, and so on. And he was an atheist. And the Pope knew he was an atheist because he told him. So this <laughs> is a, a very, for me, extremely, extremely interesting yeah. story. And he's well known in, in our circles, but he's really well not well known to the public at all. We have to change that. So I'm glad you're working on this book. When will it come out? Yes, because it contains details that now that its main author, I say main because I am the second, because I have redone the book, not the ideas, of course not. I will never do that. 
but the form, obviously, it was, it, it could not be published as it was because it was total nonsense from the English <laughs> language, language point of view. And I told Anders Leopold, I said, Anders, this can never be published as is because nobody will publish it. It, it doesn't make sense uh, from the point of view of the language. And he said, will you translate it? And I said, well, I'll try, but from the Swedish. But I know all these de details of Friedrich Jürgensen pretty well. There are others that I found out in the book. But then suddenly Anders Leopold died. He died just uh, six or, or so months ago. And oh, I was oh. left with the book. And now I have nobody to ask, Anders, what do you mean by this? As I used to do. Now, no more. You know, it would well, be let, nice. Let's see if we can get you more help too with with the book because it's very important. Let, let's see. Let's see what we can do to get you even more help with understanding. Well, thank you. This is it's very important because there are things there. I and I know. I would say, well, uh, the, all the ITC literature that nobody now that Anders Leopold is not not with us. Friedrich Jürgensen is gone also. Yeah. Nobody except me knows because I have the book, you know, I have the manuscript. So well, there, there are other people who can help you too. So we'll work on that. But meanwhile, let's talk about your book. Um, uh, the, your book is called Glimpses of Another World. And yes. you say that it's a collection of thoughts, impressions, reflections, and experiences of a person who has spent the past 20 years of her life pondering the issues of life and death and reflecting upon the information received by instrumental transcommunication, or ITC, from her communicators who affirm to be the dead speaking from another dimension, Beyond Time, which is a good summary of what you're doing. Now, this group who speak in Portuguese are not in bodies. We, we think of them of, as Rio de Tempo. And now, I, I, the, to, to me, speaking, who's just completely rank amateur in this, I, I've never even attempted to do ITC. But it's odd to me that the, the, the most sophisticated and advanced communicators not in bodies speak Portuguese. They're in Brazil. They're speaking to Brazilian communicators or they're in Portugal speaking with Portuguese communicators like yourself. Do you know why that is? Well, you, you see, um, I, I can speak from my own point of view, of course, because that's what I know best. <clears throat> Sorry. Rio do Tempo means time, the river of time, right. time stream, as it was translated. Time stream, that's how we think of it, yes. Yeah, a time stream was Zeitstrom, because that's how they identified themselves. Years ago, at the at Maggie and Jules Harsch-Fischbach in right. Luxembourg. Yes. yes. They were the first recipients of this group. And one day, this was... Years before I started, uh, year be years before I started experimenting in, in ITC, one day there was a conference in Brazil. I think it was must have been because that's how the thing happened in São Paulo, 
and the the Harzfischbach had regular contacts, as you know, yes. with uh, with this uh, Zeitstrom, the name in German, as they identified them, themselves. Then it was translated into into English, not by the communicators, by the people who studied the subject. And uh, they, there was this conference in Sao Paulo. And suddenly it was Dr. Konstantin Draudive uh -huh. who used to c communicate with the Harzfischbach, a uh, high entity whom they called the, the technician because he was yes. the one, you know, who directed the setting up of the machines uh, in their house. And... Um, and, and all that. So, but a high entity, as he described himself or itself, I think better said. Anyway, suddenly the technician said, We have here somebody with a message. This is how Rio do Tempo started with a message for the conference you are going to have in Sao Paulo. And I have this recording in my computer, Professor. Ernst Senkowski gave it to me. And then, so this male voice started speaking, identifying himself in Portuguese. Of course, the, the conference was in Sao Paulo. And, 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 and said, as I said, I have this first, first talk by Carlos de Almeida and said, I am Carlos de Almeida from the Portuguese, Portuguese group at, the, well, Estação, station, Rio do Tempo, and I have a message for you at Estação. I don't recall the message by, by heart. But so he spoke in Portuguese and he said, I am Carlos de Almeida from the Portuguese group we call our group Rio do Tempo. And that's how it happened. Okay, but they, but still it's persisted. Now that was decades ago, wasn't it, that that all happened? This this first communication by, by Carlos de Almeida, when he said our group at the station is called Rio do Tempo, he spoke in Portuguese, as I said, is of 19... 19 well when the conference when the conference took took place in Sao Paulo i think 1990 between 92 and 1994 something like this right before before i started yeah 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 um, yeah you and i were were we're mere infants my dear we were we were we were it was early in in this work when that happened but it's persisted and I'm not sure why, I, but I accept that the, the real people doing this work, as we know, are not in bodies. Those are the people doing this work. Uh, people like like you, wonderful as you are, are their assistants, basically, are, are the people who are. Absolutely. Absolutely true. What you are saying. Exactly. That's I have said that, too, before. True. Completely true. But before, if I may. Before uh, going back to the language um, issue that you mentioned, when David, Professor David Fontana lived, you, you remember David Fontana, yeah, Roberta? Yeah, yeah. heard the name, yes. yes. Yeah, the, the psychologist, uh -huh. psychologist and parapsychologist. 
Uh, David, who died in 2000, some 10 years ago, um, David came frequently to my house to listen to Rio do Tempo, to the communications and, and all that, and to get acquainted with what was going on. And also to my house in, in France, in Lyon, when I lived in Lyon. So one day, without telling me absolutely anything, nothing at all, he didn't tell me anything, David. The, the, we were in my little studio in my house, in this house here. And David, I, I used to call him and say, David, come, Rio de Tempo is speaking. So he, he would come, very, very uh, rushing. Uh, he, stayed, he got into the room and uh, stood there for a little while. And suddenly he said, Rio Temple, we are delighted that you are speaking. They were speaking in Portuguese. David didn't know Portuguese well. He, he knew a little bit because he had been professor in one of the universities here in Portugal and in the Algarve and here in the north of Portugal. So David said, uh, but can you say, can you say, how are you to me? And he stopped. And I said, what is he doing, David? You don't know about this voice? It is published. It's also in my website. I said, what is David doing? Asking them to, to repeat, how are you? And indeed, that's what he did. And I said, oh, my goodness, because I didn't know. I knew David, of course, but not so, so extremely well. Um, to be to be absolutely confident, I thought, what if they cannot repeat what is asking them to repeat? I said, what will David think that this is this is a fabrication or, or what? And I was so because I didn't expect him to do this at all. Of course, he didn't tell me anything, and so the the voices stopped for a little while little while, a few seconds, and then they uh, again came back and they said in Portuguese, we speak Portuguese, they said in Portuguese, nós falamos português, and another, another little pause, and they said loud and, and strongly, how are you? You know, and I said, oh my goodness, I can't believe this, Oh, my goodness, I said, thank goodness that they repeated the sentence uh, David asked them to repeat. So he, he, was, uh, he was very happy, of course, David, and, and, and so on. And we continued, uh, we continued speaking. And, uh, and then David said, um, uh, you speak in English. <laughs> they, were, they were speaking, but they were repeating what he had just uttered in my studio. That is the important thing, of course. And, uh, and the vo another voice, a different one, said, Oh, this David, we can't put up with him. <laughs> the voice said, <laughs> it's true. David is unbearable, the voice said. 
And so, so it was. Well, so 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 they, they they don't use languages there really. I mean, they use um, they they speak by thought, and and um, it's exactly it, it's kind of a universal language anyway. Um, exactly, absolutely so, true. That's that's what they inform us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's kind of it's almost a useless thing to, for them. This whole notion of languages. There, it must, it must in be their dimension. But we, here, so, so, we, yeah, whatever we speak, they probably just hear it. In it, now, you see, for them anyway. Once I asked them years ago, I asked my main communicator, who happened to be the one who spoke in Luxembourg, Carlos de Almeida. I asked him, Carlos de Almeida, how do you? Here, what I what I we say here in this case it was I, what I say here, and he replied a very loud, very good, totally clear voice. He replied, "It's rhythm, it's rhythm. We know when we follow it, exactly as I am telling you. So, which rhythm?" That is the question, because the voices are like this, you know, they come and go, they stop and, and they finish suddenly and, and so on. Jürgen Sanja already speaks about this. A- a- anyway, I said, rhythm, which rhythm? And um, then I, I, I thought it must be the brain rhythm, isn't it? <laughs> must oh, be. Which other rhythm? Certainly not the voice. This is all very complex, I think. It's extraordinarily (laughs) complex, and more people need to know what you know. We're going to have, we're coming too close to the end of our time to really even get into this. I think this is such a fascinating field. We have to (laughs) talk a whole lot more about it. Um, I I would like to. to put you in touch with Craig Hogan, you know who he is because he is going to be so fascinated with what you're working on. And he would be so happy to help you. I'm sure to, to, um, you know, puzzle out some of the things that you're trying to work on. I mean, this is just the kind of thing he loves to work on too. And he works so quickly and he is so smart. So I'm, I'm going to put you in touch with him and see, he'll see if he can't help you. And thank you. Uh, maybe I met him in in uh, in Bristol. I'm, I'm not sure. Bristol in the UK. I, I'm not sure, Roberta. I have He's an been idea. All over the place. You probably have. But anyway, if if he can't help you, he'll find you someone who can help you. Really help you. Um, but but what what you're doing is so important. You know that. I mean, I'm just telling you what you already know. But I think people listening need, need to understand this is powerful, powerful, groundbreaking work that you're doing. And I'm so happy to know you and have you as a friend and watch you do these wonderful, powerful, earth-moving, ground-shaking things, my dear. This is so wonderful what you're doing. Thanks and- to you for the opportunity. I really enjoy not only speaking with you, also very much because you are so interested and it's so rewarding to speak with somebody who is open to receiving information. That's the most important thing in anybody's life, in my opinion. 
Thank you, my dear. This has been fantastic. We have to have you right back again because we haven't even started to talk about your wonderful book. Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Roberta. You always are such a wonderful, wonderful guest. Thank you. And you are such a a wonderful host because because you are so understandable and receptive and interested and all these things. So it's a joy to speak with somebody like you, of course. We do have have fun. And you know, if it's not fun, why do it? And this is so much fun. Thank you. So, um, well, we'll be in touch when you want. And Very, uh, very soon. Annabella Cardoso is somebody that we really have to pay a lot of attention to because the work she is doing is so extraordinary. So again, we have come to the end of our time. This has been Secretality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it's going to change everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be Kevin Kronitsky. He'll be talking with us about something that's very much lacking in far too many people's lives these days, and that's spiritual peace. His book is called The Still Point, The Simplicity of Spiritual Enlightenment. He is another medical doctor who found the stress of his profession unbearable. In fact, he had lived with a deep background of anxiety, fear, and stress that had waxed and waned since his childhood. At the age of only 40, in the midst of decades of suppressing tremendous inner and outer conflict, he decided there had to be another way, and there was. This willingness to change then led him to a decade of studying non-duality by way of A Course in Miracles, which is the great, great core lessons. Basically, it's the gospel lessons of Jesus channeled by Jesus, by a group led by Jesus in the 1960s. In 2015, at the height of a successful career, Kevin turned away into relative isolation and found that what is a really a more direct path to recognizing one's true nature He wrote The Still Point to help others find their own eternal nature, which he says is happiness itself. And this week, we've been talking with the wonderful, beautiful Annabella Cardoso, who is an expert at Instrumental Transcommunication, or ITC, and she was with us for the third time, but not the last. We've been talking about her wonderful recent book called Glimpses of Eternity, but we've really been talking about so much more. In fact, Communication by electronic means with the dead is almost impossible, but I think the breakthroughs are going to start to come now. The fact that it hasn't already been universally developed after decades of devoted efforts by experts who are not in bodies and their devoted helpers on earth lets you see how very hard it is. But I promise you now, my dear friends, that it is going to happen. And devoted folks like Annabella Cardoso and Sonia Rinaldi are the greatest servants of the greater reality's leading experts, who are the experimenters in spirit who are working right now to make it happen. This is really a very exciting time for all of us to be alive. And by the way, as we look forward to Seek Reality Online, let's not forget that the Afterlife Research and Education Institute is Seek Reality Online's nonprofit cousin. 
REI is headed by our beautiful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig is the sole living person who is most on top of everything, afterlife and greater reality. AREI puts out a wonderful monthly newsletter. Just go to afterlifeinstitute.org and sign up to learn from the man who remains my primary teacher. As you know, my own nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and very soon now, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there is the fun of meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores on Amazon.com, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about any of my books, or if you want to talk about anything at all, you can always contact me through the green contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. I do answer every email. Just please be sure to give me your correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and a number of other stations, including the Dream Vision 7 radio family, and really pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Many people now tell me they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free on the, in the iTunes app store and pretty much wherever podcast apps can be found. And meanwhile, my beloved friends, this had been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, powerful eternal being. And you, most of all, and in particular in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.